our reading this morning is from uh, Luke's Gospel. Luke's Gospel, chapter 19. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was. But because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I'll pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Thank you, Felix. Good morning, everybody. It is great to be with you in the middle of this Advent season. Well, here we are at the end of our series on food for the soul. We have delved into the stories of Jesus eating with so many people. And these past meals have involved things like perfume, bread and fish, wine, and today, a tree. It's a sure sign that God meets us in our everyday. But these meals of Jesus have also represented something bigger, a new world, a kingdom outlook, a new horizon. Well, I went for breakfast not long ago at quite a fancy restaurant in the city. It's called Duck and Waffle. I don't know if anyone's heard of it. Um, but it's open 24 hours a day. And it's so high up that you have these amazing views over the city. And I have never eaten my breakfast that high up before, maybe apart from on a plane. Um, it was a completely new experience. And these Jesus meals are a little bit like that. They tell us a new story, a story of grace. And they make us look at our lives totally differently. Jesus has come to offer us the riches of his grace, to save us, all of us, no matter our status, age or background, if we put our faith in him. So if you're wanting to listen back to all the talks, then do head to our YouTube channel. Um, they, they go from, um, I think, the end of October we started. So um, you can find them all there, all this nourishment that Jesus gives us. But today, in our final meal, we find Jesus around the table of another tax collector. So let's just see briefly who this man is. Well, Zacchaeus is a chief tax collector. And that's like a guy who's even more corrupt than a regular tax collector. Maybe because he's head of a group of partners or the sole owner of a contract. We're not told... Um, we're not told why, but he, we know he's very, very rich. The taxes he's collecting on behalf of the Roman Empire are not fixed. And so Zach and Co, Zacchaeus and Co can decide on whatever they want to charge people. Sometimes this might result in losses, but it also might result in a lot of profit. 
this arrangement opened the door to extortion and fraud across Jericho, a big and important area. And so he would also not have been allowed near the synagogue or anyone connected with religious law. And so he's not exactly living the best kind of life that God desires for him. But then Jesus, Jesus enters this town where this man lives and he has a whole different view of tax collectors where they can become so much better than what they are right now. And so Zacchaeus' life is all about to change. Jesus spots him high up in a tree. Jesus sees someone looking at him. He sees someone waiting. Well, this season of Advent is all about waiting, waiting for our saviour. And this is exactly what Zacchaeus is doing. He is waiting for his saviour. And so through this short encounter between the two, the two of them, we see the perfect character and nature of Jesus. So what does it look like for Jesus to be our saviour? Well, I think this passage gives us three ways. The first is for Jesus to save. We have to see that Jesus is interested in us. Verse five, he looked up and said to him, Jesus is interested in Zacchaeus because he wants to speak to him. He spots him and he's interested in Zacchaeus' past, his present and his future. It doesn't matter who he was. It was his faith that brought him to that tree and, and to look. Jesus is there saying, I'm here. I see you. I care about you. I'm not ignoring you. You are not on your own, Zacchaeus. And our lives also really matter to Jesus. It's so easy um, with things going on to think, does Jesus really care? Is he really someone who wants to help me? Does Jesus just think I'm boring and other people are more interesting than me? No, this scripture tells us that he stops and he talks. Jesus is interested and invested in each of our lives. Jesus is also interested in Zacchaeus because he created him. In the carol that we might sing in the coming weeks, O come all ye faithful, we say the line, God from God. Jesus is God and he comes from God. Jesus Christ in this passage and throughout scripture reveals how loved we are by God and therefore how invested we are because God created us. How interested is the one who first formed us and how he longs to be part of our lives. Do we ever think that God's love is less than ours? Well, it's a love that is utterly, totally self-giving towards us. It's a love that takes interest in me and in you because he chose to create us out of love. And Jesus is interested in Zacchaeus' heart as well. Verse seven, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. Zacchaeus' heart was not in the right place. But again, Jesus sees him. He spots him and he thinks, I'm not giving up on that heart and that life. Jesus is asking us to be included 
And he wants to be included in every part of our life. He wants to give our whole selves, our hearts to him. Everything we care about from morning to evening, our jobs, our social lives, our children, our grandparents, from the worries and concerns we have. He wants our hearts. I recently spent time in a prison shadowing the chaplaincy department as part of my placement um, through theological training. And one situation in particular has stayed with me. I was able to pray with a prisoner on the segregation wing. The segregation wing is an isolated area of confinement for prisoners who have done harm to themselves or are at risk of harming others. This um, short time of prayer that I had with this one prisoner, as they were behind their prison door and I was standing the other side, it took place through the hinges, this tiny, tiny little gap. And I could hardly see or hear him and I don't really think he could hear me either. In those moments, I had no idea what to pray. But I knew by faith that Jesus was in that prison cell. I knew that Jesus was interested in that man's heart. He had not abandoned this man. Jesus himself was, albeit wrongly, but nonetheless a prisoner at the time of his death as he was led to the cross. So I knew that Jesus in that moment understood what it was like to be isolated, abandoned and fearful. Jesus was so interested in that man's heart. And he is so interested in ours as well today. The second thing that we see in this scripture is that Jesus is interruptible. Our second eye, Jesus is interruptible. Verse five, when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, I must stay at your house today, Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus had no idea that Jesus would notice him. He was there to see Jesus, not for Jesus to see him. But Jesus stops and interrupts the whole situation. Jesus interrupted his viewing spot and then eventually his home. And Zacchaeus never saw life the same again. Even his household would have been changed and interrupted. Zacchaeus' life was changing because he had met with Jesus. And this is the only time in all these meals when Jesus actually invites himself for dinner. What's going on? But by intervening in his life, he helped Zacchaeus realize who he needed to be. His identity shifted because Jesus showed up. Sometimes we think of interrupting, meaning causing a disturbance. We can see it quite negatively. Stop interrupting me. We often find people saying if they're frustrated with one another. But what if this interruption looked different? What if interrupt? What if interrupting means because someone actually has the best gift to offer and they need to interrupt that moment? What if they interrupt because there is an urgency about what they have to tell you? Jesus isn't the kind of God who wants to create chaos in life. It's the exact opposite. He longs to interrupt by his grace, by his mercy, because he sees what we really need. He sees that Zacchaeus is lost and out of the kingdom, and he longs to bring him in. 
Jesus knows the nourishment that Zacchaeus needs and he offers this gift of grace. Jesus interrupts and Zacchaeus is transformed. And we read in verse eight what happens. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Because of that generosity that Zacchaeus had received, it makes him want to be generous. There's overflowing of love for others going on. So I wonder if you will let Jesus interrupt your life for the better. Will you let him break in, in his kindness and bring transformation and hope? And then thirdly, for Jesus to save, for Jesus to be our saviour today, we see that he is invitational. Verse 10, this key verse in the whole of Luke's gospel. For the Son of Man has come to seek and save the lost. For the Son of Man has come to seek and save the lost. Jesus is inviting us all into something, something new, different and extraordinary. Every meal has represented this, and now we're here. Jesus saying again, I have come to save and to seek to save the lost. So what's the invite? Well, the invite is to be seen and it's to be saved. It's to enter into this eternal kingdom. The invite is open to anyone. Even with Zacchaeus' history, remember, that chief tax collector, it did not stop Jesus from stopping and inviting him. My story of praying with the prisoner included him sharing how he longed for forgiveness but did not consider himself worthy. Yet this story teaches us that Jesus calls us into a new kind of life, to be forgiven and to be found Michael Lloyd, a um, theologian, describes God saying that he is not a fatalist. His plans are not fixed or unalterable. They are responsive. And Jesus' plans are responsive to the repentance and that desire to turn 180 on our lives. On the way that we have chosen to live, his plans are responsive and he calls us afresh into the callings that he's laid out before us. And how is Jesus invitational? Well, these plans mean that Jesus is invitational to Zacchaeus' faith. Jesus' identity means that he can be the only one who invites Zacchaeus to this place of salvation. And Jesus Christ is inseparable from his saving work. What Jesus has done arises out of who he is. God from God. And it is because of Jesus is who he is, born as a baby at Christmas time, as we know, fully divine and fully human, that he is able to be our saviour. And so this is not humanity saving itself. It doesn't work like that. That would never work. Instead, Jesus, who is God as the Father is God, saves us. And this is the gospel that he's saying to Zacchaeus in this story. And so why? Why is he inviting Zacchaeus? And why does he invite us today? Well, another theologian, you can tell I'm studying theology, says, um, says this. 
he says, in God refusing to spare his own son, whom he delivered up for us, God has revealed that he loves us more than he loves himself. In God refusing to spare his own son, God has revealed that he loves us more than he loves himself. He is inviting Zacchaeus and he is inviting us today because he is love. Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem in this scripture when this encounter happens. He was making his way to his death. And that death showed God's great love for each of us. His own son died so that we don't have to. He loves us even more than he loves himself. This invitation to know and to receive salvation comes completely out of love. And so who needs inviting might be that next question. In light of who Jesus is, what does this tell us about us? Well, we are told that Zacchaeus was very small. He no doubt felt inadequate and inferior. His life choices were not healthy and he knew that. I wonder if we can see any part of our own lives in Zacchaeus, where our inadequacy, our feelings of inferiority take over and we just feel like we're not worth anything or of no value. We hear that voice in our head saying, the God of the world can't be interested in me. Our inferiority can make us feel all sorts of things. One of those things is that can make us compare ourselves to others. We can find ourselves asking, why would God care about me? Well, my own feelings of inadequacy have often led me to question my identity. At university, even at college now, I find myself saying, oh, if only that, um, that mark was better, or if only I just had a bit more of an academic mind. I know Jesus is speaking so often, saying, Natalie, I see you and I care about you. Those feelings I can take away. I can help you. Have faith that I'm inviting you into a life where that inferiority is no more. You don't have to question who you are. And each of us, each of our human hearts, search in all kinds of places to find our purpose and our answer to our value and our worth. We've seen this week, even in the census results, that um, more and more people are identifying as no religion. And yet everyone is so desperate for hope and peace in our broken world. This story offers us, offers humanity all the answers. Jesus finds us, he chooses us, whether we're up a tree or knelt beside it, he found me and he can find you. And so all of, it, all of this leads to our end point, that Jesus with us, Jesus with us, Emmanuel, at Christmas time, is an incredible thing. Yes, it's another word starting with I-N, but it is true. Jesus changes lives. He comes to lift our weary souls and he gives us the fullness of life. We don't have to wait until tomorrow or the day after to receive this invitation. Jesus is here. Salvation is here. And so this story ends with that one powerful word, verse 10. Today, salvation has come. Today, 
Jesus tells Zacchaeus, your life has changed immediately. He has come to save today. Jesus didn't wait around to bring salvation. He's not a God who procrastinates or waits. Today, salvation has come. This divine forgiveness that came upon Zacchaeus was such a surprise when he deserved nothing and did not even dare to hope to receive it. It's given in such a beautiful way by Jesus. It had come, it could come in no other way. And so these feelings of inadequacy are gone. And Jesus with him means that an incredible life can follow. He responds with rejoicing. I love this line. Look, Lord, my life has changed. Look, Lord, he says, look. I've changed. I want to give away my, my wealth. I want to respond to this gift of grace. And so maybe you're here today and you're the one peering in. You've walked along the common and peering in through the trees. And you've wondered, what's in there for me? Well, this is a place where God's spirit dwells. Just like for Zacchaeus, Jesus wants to tell you that he is interested in you, that he wants to interrupt by his grace and that you can trust the love of God today. You can trust him as your saviour. And then if we follow Jesus, then we have an incentive too to invite this Advent time is a time of expectation, of waiting, waiting, waiting for Christmas. It's a time of searching for Christmas presents for others, searching for the best mulled wine, 4.30 here, but also a time where we get to be on mission to everyone, to share this opportunity of the reality of God and to preach the good news. So tonight at Cows on the Common, or throughout this Christmas season, take that flyer, invite those people, come and see. Just like Zacchaeus was peering up the tree, there are people in your life looking for their saviour. This Advent, Jesus continues to be on that same quest as he was with Zacchaeus. It's not a story from long ago, it's a story of today. He sees the seeking hearts and he longs to interrupt. He can find those you're longing to come to faith to. And so we end this time, um, we'll end this time in prayer. And if the band can come back up and we can respond together. And I think there's two ways that we can respond. If you're someone who is peering in, you feel like you're climbing that tree today, just wanting to get that glimpse of Jesus. Well, I would really invite you to come forward um, for prayer, to, to just believe that he is so interested in you and he's inviting you into something so special. Or maybe you just need to know that he's interested in you today, that he hasn't forgotten you. Maybe you need him to interrupt and to show up in a specific situation. And then I think our second response is for people here who just long um, for that person or people in your lives to know the Lord as their saviour. You could do this also by coming um, for the, with the prayer ministry team to pray, but you could also just turn to your neighbour in your um, pew and just, just say the name of that person. You know, you don't even have to say much more. Just 
just their name, just tell, tell that person next to you and, and just um, let God work in that moment. It's our job to invite. It's the Holy Spirit's job to transform. So as um, the prayer ministry team do want to come up to and the band begin to play, to play let, me, let me pray to close. Lord, we pray, increase our faith. May you make us a church which invites our friends this evening, our neighbours, maybe those who've lost belief in you, that they're ever peering through a tree, that there's ever a saviour to be found. Lord, may you interrupt our lives. May you help us to know that you are a God, a saviour God who is interested in every one of our lives. Lord, we ask for you to, um, to invite us, invite us more into a relationship with you, Lord Jesus. Lord, you are our saviour, our king, and our friend, Lord. Lord, you have come to seek and to save the lost, and we praise you today. Amen.